What's up, what's up, y'all? It's your host with the most, so have a toast. We are here, man, live from Philly, the father leader podcast. Let's talk Eagles. In my second segment, man, I think it's a little crazy that this is a little funny. And I think it's like everybody is, like, like the things they're doing, analysts don't care. I don't think analysts care, but players, analysts have, analysts have to talk their stuff. This is what they get paid to do. You, you can't. You hear some things and and you can question them, but this is these are analysts. You got to expect things to come out them that are completely up, not completely crazy. And then someone, then you got mostly intelligent things come out. But every once in a while, it's like, oh my god. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk. Let's preferably talk about the Philadelphia Eagles and why so much hate. The new the new thing that has came out, this is crazy. This is crazy. From the start of the season, it's been like this is a this is a uh we, we have to we have to do a rewind. We have to do a rewind, man. From the start of the season from the start of the season, um It's crazy because the hate started then. From the start of the season, they said the Eagles could win 11. I heard 12 games. That was like the highest I heard, and I was thinking 12. And they exceeded – when people were thinking 11, I was thinking 12. They exceeded my expectations. (laughs) Even my record, I'm like 12. When people – most people were saying 11, I was saying 12. I'm pretty sure some analysts thought – other analysts thought 12. Shout out to all those who did. But – um. Man, it's crazy. It's, it's a little crazy, man. Like, Philadelphia exceeded your expectations, so they deserve the love. Don't talk about the schedule. We can go down. If you just can't win, you just can't win. That's not the like. That's not the thing. It's about schedule and who's good and who's not. Don't don't compare them to other teams because you got to look at the records they're breaking. They can't be compared to no other team. No other team had the receiver they got. No other team had three running backs doing what they do, plus a, a running back doing what they do. That 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 possibly, for one, this record is is really null and void because it was sixteen games now seventeen games. I mean, this man is sixteen and one as a starter. He's a if he wins one more game, this man will be no other quarterback was seventeen and one except Joe Montana. You keep having to go to play the, the most rushing touchdowns. You keep seeing him go over and 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 like Stephen A. said, he's definitely the most improved player in this league. I mean, he keeps doing things. He keeps impressing people, not only with his play, but how he acts, his demeanor. It's one difference to be a, like when Lamar Jackson came in the game, they, they were already uh, amazed by him. He was already looked at as, and they already, they still slipped on him, like which is retarded. I, oh my gosh. But um, he didn't amaze people with his intellect right there and his talk and all that and, and the things and the way he does and how he's a leader in that pocket. I'm just keeping it real. Not saying he's not that guy. He just hasn't he didn't show that. He didn't bring it off. Not saying nobody's that person. You just have to show it for people to talk about it. 
And that's what's been happening. He wears it on his sleeve as a leader. Confidence. Improvement. The, the schedule is hard to win. There are people who have had, okay, everybody has easy schedules, wins. Can, can we get this? No, they have the roster to win like they're winning. So you talk about easy path. Who was going to challenge them? Who, who did y'all say? Who buff, how, how many How many people through 16, through 17 games do they need to prove to you? That's the first thing. Their, roster, their division was the toughest division in football. They had three people go to the – Go to the playoffs, all oh, those people, but they still went. Like, what, 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 what are we talking about right now? They still went. Like, stop it. There's nobody other division like that. You're talking about who they are against what division? What, what are we saying? What division are we saying? Are we saying with the Chargers? Or what, well, that has to be proven because everybody in there didn't make the playoffs. That has to be proven. This division did it. And New York went through Minnesota, overrated, but Minnesota had that record. What you're judging doesn't mean anything. Because once Buffalo, who was chosen to be the Super Bowl guys, even by me, they got beat by Cincinnati, a team that started off slow. Then Cincinnati got beat by a a very, very beaten up Kansas City team. There's no confidence that any team that's been hurt and went against Philadelphia is it's almost like doomsday because they have depth. So you better have your guns with you, your best guns. Because Philadelphia Guns is elite. The easy schedule, uh, no, they were the best team. Nobody's better than them. That's just what it is. Sorry. I mean, they're constantly breaking records. You have That has to be proven. That has to be proven. If Kansas City beats Philly, then they're going to come all out. I mean, the handlers, like we told you they weren't that good because of their schedule. Because, ladies and gentlemen, we've heard from Micah Parsons is it on the Jalen Hurts hate. It's not, is it the team or Jalen Hurts? Then we heard from Jerry Jones. Oh, my gosh. This man, Dr. Philadelphia tanked. They tanked? How did they tank? It's competing every year. What is going on? (laughs) Tanked? There's some bitter teams. Then Julian Love comes out and say uh, that they're not. uh, um, uh, Julian Love says, um, Nick Seriani is going for a free ride. More hate toward the team. It's just, he's not that good of a coach. And these are all the things that build the team. First, it's not Jalen Hurts, it's the team. Now it's not the team because Seriani runs the team. He just don't get in their way. What do you mean he don't? He don't get in their football is different from basketball. Like you can't even when you play when you play street football when you play street football. And we got pickup basketball, right? You still got to line up. You still got to say hike. You still got to look for who to throw to. You still got to cover your receiver. There's structure that has to happen. Structure. An NBA court, man, you, you can do all types of moves with your teammates. You can to pass it here. Pass, you don't even know where to go. But there has to be structure. You got to hike. You got to look. You got to see where, 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 where he goes, how he, how he zooms, how you going to throw it. It's so different. So... For a person to say you just let people run, that team don't look like that. They have plays, RPOs, running plays, different type of running plays. They run circles around everybody. Julian Love, oh, my goodness. 
He is another New York Giant player. Then we got another player. Brandon Ayuk, he comes from a team that we beat. These are all teams that we beat. Or teams that just didn't make it, got beat by San Francisco, and then, hey, they was out of here. They only scored 12 points. Makes Jerry Jones look crazy. Like, oh, I can't believe we lost. Philadelphia scored 31 points, and we can only score 12. What does that say about you? See, when you play a rival, you got some things you're used to that can help you beat them. Just like Dallas said, oh, we had Cooper Rush. Well, we, we didn't have Jalen Hurts, and we still almost beat them, put 33 on them. This is the type of team Philly is. People were calling Dallas an elite defense. What did Philadelphia do? Or how did they look in the playoffs, and how did Philly look? What did Philadelphia do to them with Garden Minshew? This elite defense. Because we had an elite defense. We had a bad dick game, too. And it also was turnovers. Turnovers always is our Achilles heel. Any team's Achilles heel. And we beat our, we beat ourselves against Dallas. Philadelphia beat they self against Washington, too. Once again, none of these losses were Jalen Hurts' fault. One, he didn't play in one of them. And the other one, it wasn't his fault against Washington. Not only that, the easiest path and all, we have the, you have to do, if you do your research on these weak schedules, they don't look like Philly. I'm sorry. You just got to, come on, analysts, do your, do your homework first when you start judging a team when they get to a certain criteria. 78 sacks, two number one receivers, three running backs. They start breaking rushing records as a team, the most rushing team. Once again, after last year, they improved this year. The offensive line is the top in football. The defensive line is unbelievable. Then you got four players with 11 sacks or more. Then you got two shutdowns. It's time for you to start doing your homework on what those weakest scheduled teams had this type of team. Did they break those type of records? When you start comparing the Eagles to the 84 and 85 Bears, why don't you start doing your homework? See, that's how you know people don't do their homework. They just talk. Some people are caught in their feelings. All this, Julian Love, Jerry Jones, they're caught in their feelings. So the, the new word, which out is which is shade. Shade been out for what about four or five years, man, something like that. That actually's been thrown at the Eagles, and so like Brandon IU comes out, and he says they're not that good. I would bet all my money and listen to me. This this is a this is a mental report. Brandon IU, the wide receiver of the San Francisco 49ers, who got beat by the Eagles 31 to seven after the Eagles demolished them, took their quarterback out, took their fourth quarterback out. Um, your quarterbacks couldn't throw to you because you wasn't going to get open. It wasn't going to happen. He throw it, they was going to – listen, people were scared to throw the ball to any of these receivers, all right, any of them. Don't talk about Josh Johnson. Hold on, y'all did all this stuff with these quarterbacks and y'all couldn't do it this quick with Josh Johnson? Well, it just couldn't happen. You did too much with other quarterbacks for you to blame Josh Johnson. You just couldn't get it together this quick. This is what it is. You couldn't get it together. What, and what I'm saying is whatever you're talking about. Because <laughs> Rock Purdy definitely couldn't get out the way for that missile. He was so unbelievable, ducking all types of sacks. I say this again. They was talking, oh, he's un- you can't sack him. They're going to have a pro- hard time sacking him. Now you're blaming the block of a tight end when Brock Purdy ducked all the other sacks. Too many excuses. Now, Brandon Ayuk, let's talk about what he said. You would bet all your cash? We're talking about betting now. We're talking about betting. Check the Eagles out against the spread. Can you do your homework on that? I'm not going to say anything, fans. Just Google it. Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles in 2022-2023 against the spread. 
if any women are going out with Brandon Ayuk, you need to rethink your plans on certain. If you're trying to just, you know, get some and let him spend some money on you. But if you're trying to build a life with him, you better think about it because he would bet all his cash on the bet number one team in football with 78 sack records, with records for rushing, with two number one. The number one team in football, you would bet all your cash. You can bet. You can bet. You can bet against them. But you would bet all your cash. <laughs> After they just beat y'all 31 to 7. All your cash? Like, all your cash. You just lost to them. You, how many catches did you have? Or you blamed that on your quarterback all you want. You, wouldn't, you couldn't get open enough because he threw to some people. So, all your yeah, the women, I'm telling you, man, you go out with the board, do what you do. Have your fun. Just don't, you know, don't bet nothing with him. Don't do no gambles with him. This guy is an alert. He's a serious alert. Oh, my goodness. This is this is different. Totally different. But um, it's just so much hate going toward the Eagles. Hey, I... Ridiculous, ridiculous, man. Listen, we're going to take a little break, man. Because we see they had the Rock Nation brunch. Saw Lil' Kim out. It's good to see her and Jigga. Uh, both from Brooklyn. Both big time icons in hip hop. I remember I came up off. That was my time, man. Uh, Lil' Kim is an icon. She's a little different. Like That's why the, the, it's unbelievable. The Nicki Minaj situation that popped off. They're two different people. Like Lil' Kim's an icon. Like She competed against everybody. Like men and women and and in a very at, at a time when males dominated the industry Lil Kim competed at this time females even when Nikki and nobody was there to compete with Nikki and I much love to Nikki it's no down on Nikki I'm just talking about the whole situation I just think it should have been some homage because Nikki battled and who did she battle 
Like it's more catered to women now. As soon as you put your your your, your as soon as you look good and look sexual, you, they're putting out the red carpet for you. That wasn't happening back then. I don't care how little Kim looked. Kim was just different looking, but she still had to be able to flow. That's just how it is. It's not like that now. Um, it's a little different, you know. And, and like I say, I hope I ain't coming at nobody, man. But you know who you are. You know if you can flow. So you know your skills. So whoever is taking this to a heart, but this is how it was, man. And to see her out, the Rock Nation brunch always looks great, classy, and you know a lot of people, a lot of money around, a lot of business minds around. It was just good to see see a uh, Swiss Beats and Lil Kim around each other, um, Beyonce and Lil Kim. It was just just unbelievable to see. So shout out to Rock Nation brunch, shout out to the Grammy honors, uh, Lil, uh, Lil Wayne, um, um, so many people that were included in these awards, man. Um, just a big Grammys is always big and, and to see the Rock Nation brunch around that time was huge. You know, it's just really some the main thing of my me saying this. Rock Nation brunch is always huge. So shout out. Now, um, the Eagles. And why this is such a and I know I said blowout, but it could not be a blowout. It's not like a hundred percent. I think this, if, if if my percentage, which I think it'll be a blowout, fifty-five percent, for the simple fact of what they've done in the playoffs, they're not the Chiefs, huh? They were actually saying San Francisco had the best roster. Like this is how much the hate is becoming at the Eagles. The Eagles clearly have the best roster in football. At one time, it was the Eagles and the Chargers before the season started, talking about rosters. Not San Francisco. And San Francisco only got Christian McCaffrey. All of a sudden, it makes them the best roster. Like, it's crazy. Because of the way Block Purdy played the last seven games, that's crazy. The best roster the whole season has been the Eagles because they have been proving that these guys are good. And then they added Sue and Joseph, and just and, and then they started impacting, like, how did San Francisco just jump ahead of Philly because they, what, 12 and 0? I, I said this was going to quit. It's over with. Like, this team, Philadelphia and San Francisco, did not match up well against each other when you got every, just about every position. I mean, what, what could you say San Francisco had them? Running back? Because, of, okay, I'll give you that. Running back, McCaffrey. But there's two other running backs on their team. Their impact, and, and they make one running back together. That's a lot. Of, that, that, that's a different running back compared to McCaffrey because they don't have a second running back of San Francisco that, or a third that contributes the way this one, two, three does. It doesn't. Like that, that machine, because that machine would have worked. It would have been different in Philly. They talked about the, uh, oh, San Francisco has, a, you know, even Sirianni was humble. They have a good, great offensive line too. So, and a defensive line. They didn't do nothing. So y'all got to start giving up the goals. So they had an easy path. Easy path? How? Where was the easy path at? Detroit was a team that chased the playoffs. Let's talk about that. Washington almost chased the playoffs. Let's go. Oh, they almost had power against the Colts. It's any given Sunday, but they won. <laughs> they won. You can't say that about Dallas. Dallas wasn't a team like Philly. You can't say that about any other team. They weren't number one in the league. It's unbelievable. This is like... Dominique Foxworth got so much love for him. I heard him and Mina Kimes, uh, check out Mina Kimes' show. Anything Foxworth on, very knowledgeable guy. But everyone has hiccups. Everyone has hiccups. 
And uh, they had, they, they, they really was talking crazy on that main account show. I was just like, what are we talking about? The Eagles are what? But support they show. They have great things to talk about. Mina and, and Dominique are always on their game. But like I say, there are hiccups in the profession. Just like Dan Oslowski talking about Joe Montana on Belog in the top five. When I tell people, you have to look at this different. This is his top five. This isn't the actual top five. It's just an opinion. The fact is, yeah, Joe Montana is a top five quarterback. It's not even an argument. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the only people I got a problem with him having on their list is Dan Marino. Only because of what other quarterbacks have done. If we, We're going to talk about quarterbacks. Um, I thought Brett Farr, in my opinion, should be way ahead of Dan Marino. We can talk about with Peyton Miller's yards and touchdowns. But Brett Favre was a tough son of a gun and won that ring. <laughs> Toughest quarterback I've ever seen is Brett Favre, ever. And Jalen Hurts could and develop from now. He could develop to that that type of toughness because he takes shots, he, he breaks tackles like I've never seen a quarterback do running the ball. But um, my personal top five, Tom Brady has to get number one. You know, you know, I had my doubts because of the spy gate and all that. You know, he's a good player, but and there's some things took off for that. But he did too much, especially when he went to Tampa Bay and won a Super Bowl at his age and still kept playing. Like when stuff, this is like LeBron and Jordan. When stuff like that happens, man, that's just God-given talent. I mean, if he wouldn't have never went to Tampa Bay, I, I, I would have disagreed with everybody. No, he's not the greatest. But, yes, I say it now. Joe Montana, number two. Yeah, he's number two. I mean, it's Jesus Christ. I mean, you can have an argument about it, but Joe Montana is Joe Montana, man. Um, Number three, in my opinion, I go with Peyton Manning, man. He went to two different teams, did it. Oh, yeah, talent. Man, what team wins the Super Bowl doesn't have talent? I just don't get it. Uh, he won with the Colts. He won with the Broncos. He's number three to me. Uh, four and five, this is so that that is just like Stephen A's. Patrick Mahomes does not belong in the top five. He hasn't played long enough. I don't care how wild you are about him. That's retarded. I mean, okay, I'm not gonna say retarded. It was a little bash. Sometimes it's harsh. But come on, y'all. All these guys he's in there with had to go through it. <laughs> Mahomes is a lot quick. Not quick, nothing enough. You've not been here long enough. So that's out of there. Out of the question. He's the most talented quarterback of all time, but he is not into the top five situation. There were a lot of talented quarterbacks when you saw them that weren't doing what Mahomes were doing. Understand that. But they got to play longer. You know why? Because it doesn't even look right. It doesn't even look like it makes sense. Resume ain't filled out. Okay. Um, has to break some records. I got to say that too. Has to break some records. He hasn't broken nothing. What, is he, what, what yards, touchdown? He got to do it. He got to go through a lot. Look what Brady did. Forget the rings. Look what he's done, stats-wise. All right? Uh, four and five, where will I go with that, man? You know what? You can put a lot of people in there. You can put Brett Favre. You can put Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they would all be acceptable. But Terry Bradshaw is a guy I saw like, man, how can you deny Terry four? Like, that's – like, it's <laughs> – I know it's for Super Bowl, but that, ain't, that, isn't, that isn't the main factor. Super Bowl, for anybody hearing this, no, Super Bowl. No, it's never rings the main factor, but he was actually good. <laughs> like, he was actually real good, and his team's won. So that kind of puts you like, oh, 
So that's one guy that's in there. Um, Johnny Unitas, Joe Namath, uh, Fran Tarkenton, Dan Fouts. It's a lot of good players. Um, I would even begin to, you know, at that bottom of the argument situation, conversation. You know, Kurt Warner and Steve Young belong in their second tier, at least. I mean, they they, they can almost make it. And the stuff that Kurt Warner made to the, the, the Super Bowl without the, the greatest show on turf put him in another category. It put him in the Hall of Fame. Um, Steve Young, man, he's just, he, was, he was a real good quarterback. And uh, I'm hearing Bart Scott. Bart Scott is such a knucklehead, man. Like, what is going on? Some stuff he says, man, is just beyond me. But Russell Wilson is definitely a Hall of Fame quarterback. End of discussion. What, the, what are we talking about, man? <sighs> he had a bad year, so that's that's it. That's that's what we define. That's like saying we define Tom Brady by his last year. You want to say, oh yeah, he was forty-five playing, but did, did he? What, hold up, hold up. He was almost fifty playing. Football, well, hold up! But we talking about just that one year. We judging by that one year. He didn't make it nowhere. He didn't go anywhere. He was demolished most of the year. And you know, whatever he threw, that's it. So that's this is Tom Brady's career. This year, right here, let's classify that. Okay, good. A forty-five year old guy, fifty, almost fifty, threw the football for what he threw it, and that's it. You gonna judge him for that one year? It's retarded. Oh, boy, Scott, man. <sighs> but he's definitely a Hall of Famer. That's just is what it is. You can talk about, oh, look at Geno Smith. Geno Smith ain't done it as much as Russell Wilson. So how are you going to compare him because of one year? Now he has to win the Super Bowl, and he has to keep on doing what Russ did, what Russ, what Russ has got, you know, what, what he has for that many years. He, if he does that, then I can hear you talk, but that's also a Hall of Fame quarterback if he does what Russell Wilson did. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? If he keeps being productive and does what Russell Wilson did, no matter what you're talking about, the co- that's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Because how are we not judging Geno Smith off his past and we judging him now? Like, he would already be done. He would never have a quarterback and job. It's just, it's just ridiculous for somebody to say that about Russell. Um, as we are coming to... Um, Philadelphia, and I keep talking about it, where they can go after the draft, where they can go, I mean, during the draft. I don't I don't agree with um, Mel Kuyper on this draft and putting it down. This is a, this is a good draft. Mel Kuyper is an OG, godfather of this NFL draft, but he's not the most insightful person of the group, not even top five. Like Mike, Mike Mayock is my favorite. And then you got Daniel Jeremiah, you know, uh, those are two guys I go first, but it's a little crazy, man. Like that people say that, that he, he would say that, but let's just talk about the people they can get. Well, now we're hearing rumors, which are great. We are hearing rumors about a cornerback. That could be an early pick. It's a lot of cornerbacks. Christian Gonzalez, um, Devin Weatherspoon. These are guys that Philadelphia could go for early. 
Not not a defensive tackle. So this is different. It's real different to look at this situation. Um, that could also tell you something. That could tell you Philadelphia could sign Brandon Graham, which I feel like they should, man. I mean, it's kind of hard to look into your repertoire and say, I want to have a young player on there instead of a vet like a Brandon Graham. When you get a vet like Brandon Graham, he's been with the organization, you need to bring him back. You know, um, you don't get players like that with your franchise. He's an important Eagle legend. Like He's important. Now, Fletcher Cox, I can see why you would move on. You got Jordan Davis. You spent a big pick on it. I can see that. And then, you know, you're not going to be able to pay everybody, especially with Javon Hargrave also being a free agent. They got to sign him. I think they should sign two out of those three. And then you're looking at Bradbury's out of here. And I think that's also to let you know that they're not going to sign Bradbury. They're talking about a priority is getting a cornerback in this first round. Um... They also could get, they could wait to the last pick to get that, you know, that type of player. The reason why I'm saying defense tackle now because you can get some some cornerbacks later in the draft, even with your last pick, you can get one. You're not going to be able to get a Miles Murphy or a Brian Bressey, you know, or Will Anderson. I think the only player you would trade up for in this draft, and think about it. Because it depends on where Will Anderson drops. Is he going to be number one? I've I've, heard, I've seen number one and number four, top five pick. Philly is at number 10. I know Philly's at number 10, so the best pick for them would, would be to go for one of those guys. Brian Bressey, is, is, I've seen him as high as number six. Uh, Miles Murphy, I've seen him slip to 10. You know, he's, he's, he's been in that, that uh, conversation. Well, Anderson at four. I, I think those are the three players you aim at. Jalen Carter seems like he's going to be too high. But why would you go for a defensive tackle like that? I don't see that even being, you know, uh, Brian Bressey can play that defensive end slot. I'm telling you, this guy, I keep on telling people, and I always, it's like Josh Sweat. I said Josh Sweat was the top 10 in the country, top five prospect, top top five, top 10 in the country out of high school. Philadelphia got a good sleeper pick here, and they did. Look at Josh Sweat now. He's there. He's that type of talent. Micah Parsons, I said, oh, man, this guy's top five players in the country, generational talent. Look at him. They get Brian Bressey. You're talking about a guy with, with, the, with the quickness and speed and power that can make him something special on that, on that defensive end spot. But Miles Murphy is another one to come in there and really cause havoc. And we're looking at the defensive line. You got Derek Barnett coming back. I know, oh, Derek Barnett. Look how everybody else did on this line. You think Barnett, who had five sacks in his rookie season? No, look what he's doing now. But this team is totally different. They have evolved. How Barnett would not get his rocks off on this defensive line? I'm excited to see him play next year. He can really turn into something different. 
Look at how Brandon Graham came off his injury. Derek Barnett is still a good talent. They just expected him to impact more quicker, with more stats quicker. I mean, that, that's just all it was. Um, but he can still get there. Uh, you know, you got Marlon. Uh, you also got Marlon and Milton, who are two guys on the defensive line who been productive this year. You got Jordan Davis. Robert Quinn situation. Maybe they could do a Brant James Bradbury deal, bring Robert Quinn back for a one-year deal, see what it's like. Taryn Jackson's on the practice squad. Um, There's a lot of different scenarios. Philly could still look at Sua Joseph for next year. They have a lot of good scenarios, especially after being a pro, a Super Bowl team. And then they win this. If they win this Super Bowl, if they win this Super Bowl, all of a sudden they've really become attractive for another one-year deal. Sue would love to come back probably for a one-year deal. It's going to be a lot of different situations with this team. Um, well, I think they draft a defensive end. Yeah, I think they're going to draft a defensive end. I mean. If they get Miles Murphy or, or, or Brian Bressy right now, put them and just plug them. It's real interesting to see what they would do with that. Would that affect them signing Brandon Graham? You sign Brandon Graham and put another player at, on, the, on the side of them. That'll fix your uh, problem right there. Then you go with um, who will back up Josh Sweat. Now, that's the Barnett situation, the Quinn. That's going to be a battle right there because I think they're going to get a defensive end. I just don't think. And I think at the 10th spot, it could happen. I mean, but at the same time, Joey Porter Jr. also is a guy that's involved. Uh, there's some talented guys along their line. You got Kelly Ringo. But all these guys could fall up or, or go up or fall down. Like So there are a lot of cornerbacks on this position. Um, so they can draft a cornerback or defensive end at 10. It all depends on how the combine goes. They're gonna, the combine is going to tell everything. You're going to know after the combine which guys, who they're looking at. It's going to be exciting for the Super Bowl team to add two first-round pick talents and this draft where they can just immediately come in and do what they do. Um, real good team. Um, just I, I just said the the hate part put me on the put me on the air. Oh my God, the hate is real. So listen, y'all. Um, we come back with more things. I will uh, to talk about about this Eagle team, but that hate situation. This all you doing. This is I really wanted to say about that situation. All they are doing, all they are doing is making this team mad. This is a team that just has eight sacks on the postseason, 78 total. Look who their cornerbacks are. Look, oh, my God, their safety. Missed four games, still came back, leading the league in interceptions. Look who they have, 200 tackle guys, one guy, 90-plus tackles. I mean, y'all don't want to make – why would y'all want to make them mad after what they just did to San Francisco? Don't you want to play a good game? Don't you want a chance to win? You're so arrogant. And then 
If I was Kansas City, I'd be like, oh my God. We want to just shut the hell up. They're going to be salivating at getting Patrick Mahomes. They're going to really be wanting to prove themselves even more. I'm telling you, Andy Reid and them are probably like, oh my God, why did you shut up? We got to play these guys. We got to play them. What are y'all doing, man? It just, I think that's what it is. Everybody wants uh, Kansas City to lose. I think I, I'm to that point. I think that's what it is. I think something against them because that, you just line them up for a bad failure. All right, y'all. Um, I'm out of here. Follow the leader, man. Oh, follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook, man. And now I'm out, y'all.